This is Michelle Stevenette and April Judd with Mind Body Boss, episode 69 Building Your Support Squad. Welcome to Mind Body Boss. This is the podcast for people who know our minds and bodies are connected, they affect one another, and the more we learn how they operate, the more we get to be the boss of our life experience. I'm your host, Michelle Stevenette. Welcome to the podcast. We're back another week with Michelle and April. Yay. (laughs) The official new co-host is April, in case y'all didn't know that. I just said (laughs) y'all. I say y'all all the time. My sister-in-law is from Texas, and I spend a lot of time with her. She's one of my people. And the more I'm with her, the more I say y'all, which makes sense, because here's what she explained to me. We say you guys a lot. Yeah. And so instead of saying you guys, you just shorten it, like you all, y'all. Just faster, just more succinct, to the point, y'all. It it makes perfect sense. Exactly. I, I not to like um, demean anything, but like, wasn't that like a given? Like that needed to be explained. <laughs> okay, maybe it was a given, but like also, I'm just trying to make you feel better about saying y'all. Thank you. You're such a good friend. Look at me being all like. <laughs> okay, we're getting way off topic. We're gonna talk about today. No, we're on topic. Friends. We're gonna talk about friends. We and are. I was being a good friend. You are such a good friend by justifying you using y'all thank you you're welcome that's what i'm here for that's right you're so good at it okay support squad okay even though like we're totally like super good buddies and we're like best friends and i have we have good friends yeah there are times when just part of being a human you feel lonely and I absolutely think there's a lot of people that don't even have close friends especially as grown-ups i think it's kind of unique and I feel super lucky that I have that, but I haven't my whole adult life. Like it hasn't been always the case for me where I felt like I had a close friend. Like we've only known each other six years. Six years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's really common actually, especially when people, you know, you grow up and life circumstances changes and maybe you start a family and sometimes like the natural circles of friends or whatever, like they're not really there anymore. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of go through like this, almost like a little friend crisis of not yeah, having. For sure. Like a little, um, I don't know, bout of loneliness more or less. Now I have always had some sort of close friendship in my life. Um, so my really close friend and I, we've been really good friends since we were like six years old. So we met when we were six. We were almost inseparable until we went to college and we were college roommates. And then we got married, had kids, still saw each other multiple times a week. And then her and her husband went, moved to Florida for a little bit. And when they were gone, I quickly realized I had a lot of acquaintances. I had a lot, I was really friendly with a lot of people, but I didn't have close friends. Yeah. And at that point in my life, um, I felt really lonely. Yeah. Even though you have like a spouse and you might have like church community, yeah. like you can feel like you can be around people, but still feel super lonely. Yes. And I love, I mean, my spouse, like my husband's my best friend, ultimately. Like I love my spouse, but there's something to be said. Women need women. Yeah. We need that support. We need girlfriends. We need that different type of friendship that like your spouse is your best friend, but it's different. 
totally different. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Very different. There is a there's a different dynamic. There's kind of a it feels a different purpose yes. for sure. Different. And I think there I think you need both. Oh, for sure. Oh, I mean, especially for me, I really thrive need a support system I need friendships and they yeah. like ignite me a little bit you know and I, I and I'm an extrovert and so after you know an evening with my girlfriends I come home and I'm like on fire like it is so fulfilling for my soul to have those relationships totally and I'm having like super guilt right now for like being like you needed y'all explained <laughs> No, a really good friend calls you out on things that are like possibly. That was you know, very nice of me. Struggling but life. Anyways, so uh, as I was thinking about friends and all of this, I was looking up different favorite quotes, and Brene Brown is like one of my all time favorites, and she has so many good, um, just explanations about love and belonging and. Um, and like, it all comes into like the vulnerability stuff that she talks about. And so she's kind of my, uh, the person for this episode. I feel like she's, she's like our, the, she's our friendship guru. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and so one of her, one of the quotes from her that I love that she says, um, because true belonging only happens when we present our authentic imperfect selves to the world, our sense of belonging can never be greater than our level of self-acceptance. What do you think of that? I love that. of self-acceptance. I love that because it comes back to, I say it all the time, you can only love as other people as much as you love yourself. And I think that's exactly what this says. You can only be authentic and you can only put this vulnerable side of yourself out there that you have accepted yourself. And I think that's kind of a hot concept that like you hear it, but like to internalize it is totally different. I think that it's actually kind of a tricky concept to internalize. Yes. Actually. I think so too. Um, but when you start realizing like, yeah, the more I can accept myself, the easier it is for me to feel accepted. Yes. Um, like it really does come from what's going on inside of us. Yeah. So I have a small, right? fairly insignificant example. But I'm kind of a goofy person, and I, love uh, I am more goofy in a, an atmosphere where I feel very comfortable, and I feel very authentic, and I feel like these people mm-hmm. accept me no matter what, yeah. and that's when I become like kind of my goofiest. <laughs> but it wasn't until I stopped worrying about what people thought or like thinking, you know, like that teenager side of you comes out and you're like well what if they think that my goofiness is like not the cool kind of goofiness like there's a cool kind of goofiness and not a not cool kind of goofiness and I'm the kind of goofiness that like throws all out giant Harry Potter parties which is what I did with my girlfriends right, this right, weekend right. you know like I in the newspaper I do what? it was really fun I do like silly things like that and um but it wasn't until like I self-accepted a lot of like my quirks that I was able to share them with other people. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's what like connects you to someone. That's probably one of the things that you love about someone else is the actual vulnerable side of them that they were totally. willing to accept in order to share. Well, and I, that just makes me think of um, just a, even in elementary school, there was like those few kids that were not afraid to like not know the answer or they weren't afraid to like ask the stupid question mm-hmm. or weren't, or, or weren't afraid to like show their quirky self. Mm-hmm. And I, and you just always, I always looked at those few people and I was, 
yeah, I just loved them mm-hmm. and thought like, I wish I could be more like that, you know? Because that's them. Yeah. And they're, they're just not afraid to be seen. Yes. And I, I admire that a lot. I love so that. yeah, super good. And so Brene also says that staying vulnerable is a risk we have to take if we want to experience connection. Yes. Um, I think a lot about, you know, before I had kids in the ball of, you know, family obligations and um, priorities shift and the ball starts rolling. Man, I had kind of a lot of time for a lot of surfacey friendships, mm-hmm. right? Like you've got all these friendships where like, I'm really friendly. I like being friendly. I like connecting with people. Mm-hmm. I like to stop in, chat in the carpool pickup line. Um, I like to, you know, interact with people. However, the more that that shifts, the more I think that um, you don't have as much time for a lot of those relationships. It's more like you're kind of honing in right. on what you can do. And I think that the you kind of have a threshold for vulnerability and you figure mm. out who you can trust and where that tight-knit circle is. So that's not yeah. saying you can't have like the, you know, friends in the pickup line or the right. people that you see that you say hi to, but that is saying something about really giving like that part of yourself to other people is like a huge risk because it's putting yourself out there. It's putting who yeah. you really are and who you've accepted out there. And it's like kind of opening yourself up for rejection. It's like kind of like dating. Yeah. And I, we're going to talk more about like the funneling of, you know, finding those people. Right. We'll yeah. talk about that in just a minute, but, um, awesome with Allison, Allison Faulkner, she did a, an episode once, um, not too long ago about friendship and her colleague, I guess her friend Ashley did a survey on Instagram and found that it was probably their most responded to topic was like, what do you struggle with when it comes to friendship? And there was a huge range of responses, but the big takeaway was like, this was the survey question that got the most um, interaction. And so clearly it is a topic that is sort of near and dear and important to a lot of, to all of us really. And um, I think it's a way more common problem than we sometimes think, especially because of social media. We look at out there and we think that everyone's got all of these friends Mm -hmm. because those are the pictures that are getting posted. But the reality is these people are still individuals and they might all be feeling lonely, (laughs) right? We all have those situations. And um, so you might feel like, I've got lots of people in my life, but nobody's really close. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you feel like I'm always the the one that's um, initiating or I'm, I'm always the one that has to invite and nobody's inviting me, mm-hmm. you know. Or maybe you feel like you just want to be in a group and you don't feel like you have a group, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that was also mentioned in that episode, which I really loved when they were talking about a group, it's like a group starts with two people. Yeah. <laughs> you have two people and... And, and, you know, and it can, it can grow and evolve or whatever, but like the connection that we want isn't necessarily like in a group, like mm-hmm. you want the closeness, um, with a few people. Yes. Um, and that's really important. And I don't know. I always say I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies. Yeah. Because I want, yeah. like, I want the, the more you get to know yourself, the more involved you get in life. The more things are happening, the more real life situations, the more you want advice, the more you want support, the more you want people to share in your joys and to, you know, have someone to like love and to laugh and to do all these things with, um, the more you want like a high quality friend. Yeah. And that's just kind of what I've 
yeah. come to appreciate. Yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't negate all the other friendships you have in your life. Yeah. But sometimes just like, I always tell my kids, all you need is one friend. All you need is one. Yeah. Not saying you don't need more because you can definitely have more. But at the very basic, yeah. all you need is one. Okay. So if you don't feel like you have the one or any... We're going to get to that with some, yes. some ideas. Um, okay, so I was sort of thinking about the tiers that we have. Like, it starts, we have, like, all the acquaintances, like, the gigantic, broad friends of friends. Like, mm-hmm. there's that. And then there might be, you know, kind of a smaller group of, like, if you work, maybe you have your colleagues or maybe it's your neighborhood. But, like, those kind of people that you see maybe on a little more regular basis. But you might not necessarily be totally tight. But maybe. Yeah, but you'd love to see them. <clears throat> you'd love to say hi. And you'd love to catch right? up with them for a minute. So then there's and... those people. And then what might feel a little bit closer might be like a community, whether it's a place that you work out or what, if it's your church or, you know, um, maybe there's a play group in the neighborhood or something yeah. like that. Or like I always think <clears throat> of, I really love um, some of the moms of my kids' friends that I don't see yeah. all the time, but like we meet for play dates and we hang out a little bit and like yeah. they're such wonderful women. Yeah. So and they're kind of your community. They're kind of like a community. Yeah. Yeah. Where if you need something, you need a kid swap, you need someone to help pick you up, you need to pick someone up from preschool or yeah, whatever. Right. Like those are, your, those are your, there's that community. There's those people. Yes. And then I like to also remember just those like historical friends, like from your childhood mm-hmm. or like your college roommates or like those people that you have those shared experiences with that maybe you're not in touch with so much anymore, yeah. but they're still like kind of special. Yeah. Or it's um, like few and far between sometimes, <laughs> or sometimes you have to make a bigger effort to stay in touch with them. Um, but they definitely yeah. they still have a place, right? They have a place, and you always kind of pick up where you left off with them. Mm-hmm. Those kind of friends, and then um, and then maybe smaller than that, maybe you do have like a book club or something like that. So I think about all these different possibilities and places, and if you're looking for you know, more of a connection or a friend, um, to, you know, there's all of these, there's different places you can go to find communities and groups and things like that. But, um, so this was my thinking as you look at all of those various places and people that we are surrounded with and who do you kind of feel naturally gravitated to? Who do you feel like you have kind of similar energy and how are you maybe defining friendship? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think sometimes we limit ourselves by thinking that to have a close friend, um, they need to meet certain criteria. Um, like maybe you think you have to be in the same stage of life, right? Or maybe you think you have Which is to. Not true. Not true. Michelle and I are um, not even in the same stage of life. Per we're se. not. We're not. And but we are we, really good friends. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like one of our, one of my friend, one of our clients, um, her best friend is thirty years older than her. And just had a hip replacement, and she like nursed her to like your last mom. week. Yeah, but they just somehow have just connected on all the things that are important to them. Yes, and because there are sometimes, I think sometimes it's easier at first to find a connection with a common ground, sure. and so it's really easy for me to become friends with women my age who also have young children, because that is something that we automatically have something to talk about. Right. Yeah. Um, however. There are also times where I think that fizzles a little bit, or that's not necessarily all you want to talk about all the time. Well, and that's not going to be your glue. No. That's just what you might have in common on the surface. Yes, but and, and that's an important relationship, right? Feeling like you have yeah. some, a commonality, you know, someone totally. there. But when you're thinking of, like, I don't know, core people that you can share a lot with, I think age, circumstance, location, none of those things really matter. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes we kind of we think, think it do. needs to look a certain way, 
Um, so to kind of open your mind a little bit, like uh, Mark and I recently got inducted into our neighborhood empty nesters dinner group. Oh, I thought you were going to say Hall of Fame, and I was very excited to see what Hall of Fame you and Mark were inducted into. Yeah, empty nesters group. Empty still, nesters still group. Super cool. Yeah, and most of the people in the empty nesters group could really be my parents, but um, but we actually really enjoy going, and yeah, it's super, super fun, fun to mingle, even though. Maybe they consider us peers, but I kind of look at them as older, but but it's fine. Uh, it's really fun to connect with yeah. people of all ages, and I think that that can be really awesome. To just well, there's a lot of, I love, you know, people that are different stages of life than I am to also to be friends with, because I think it makes me more well-rounded. It gives me a unique perspective from someone else. Yes. I love that someone can say, oh yeah, well... You know, oh, you're having that issue with your kids. Here's what I've done. It worked. It didn't work. This is how, you know, like a different perspective than everything I'm just getting right now. Yeah. And so I kind of, I kind of love that. Yeah. Okay. So, so don't write them off. Don't write off a different age group just right. because they're not exactly lining up with exactly what you think your friend should look like. Yeah. Or I remember watching a friend who was really, had a really close friend and I remember thinking like, oh, I wish I had somebody that was, like, my person like that. And it made me think, like, that was the only way to, like, have a close relationship was if it looked just like theirs, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's not true at all. Like, notice how you're defining friendship. Yeah. And see who you kind of gravitate to. So that's tip number one is, you know. Notice it. Start paying attention. Start looking, like, you know, kind of seeing traits in certain people that, like, hey, I may want to pursue this friendship. Yeah. Yeah. I have another Brene quote about this she said i define connection as the energy that exists between people when they feel seen heard and valued Mm. when they can give and receive without judgment and when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship preach brene yes so good quote good quote i appreciate that one yeah i do because all you want to do is (laughs) i there's a lot of times in a life of raising little ones where you feel like no one is listening to you. No one cares what you have to say because you have to say the same thing over and over and over again. And I go through some of my days, not all of them, thinking, holy cow, I was not heard at all today. I was not seen. I was not heard. I was not paid attention to. Like, no one cared what I had to do or what I had to say. There's no connection energy here. No, those socks are still on the floor. And they were still on the floor 10 times ago when I asked you to get them. And so... And we're not giving and receiving without judgment. Yes. No, not at all. But, and so there are moments like that where I'm like, ooh, I'm craving a connection with a friend Mm -hmm. who will see me, who will hear me. And not just literally hear me, right? Yeah. But like actually... Pay attention, think what I have to say is important, listen to um, me and my feelings and my values and be a priority. Yeah. And then that goes back to deriving sustenance and strength from the relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Love Brene. Um, And that actually has a lot to do with tip number two is to be interested in each other as opposed to trying to be interesting. I love that. And that's what Awesome with Allison said, right? Yeah. Well, Ashley on her podcast, I think she might even post it on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But I love that. I love that. Um, I think the connections that I've made with people over the years where I have a chance to sit down with them, Mm -hmm. it's usually because that person was a really good listener. 
And at first I thought, oh, it was because they were so interesting. But no, <laughs> they were interested in me. And so I left thinking they were interesting. Yes. Isn't that crazy? Yes. One of my friends, Carol, she has the nickname Curious Carol because she's so good at like being curious and asking questions. And everyone loves her yeah. because she takes an interest in, in what people. you're doing. And there's power in and who that. you are, yeah. And it makes her lovable. And and the next time you want to share something, you know Carol's gonna listen. Yeah. You know you can reach out to Carol and yeah. she's gonna want to know. She's gonna be yeah there for you. She's gonna be excited for you. She's and gonna it's genuine. It's totally genuine. It's genuine. And you can work on that. That's an easy thing that you can work on um being a good friend. Mm. I tell my kids all the time to have a friend, you have to be a friend. So you can work on those things on your own. You don't even have to have a whole, like, one significant person that you want to be friends with in order to do that. Next time you're at a school function with your kids or next time you're at a church activity or a ball game watching your children play or wherever you're at, you can be curious and interested and make some sort of connection there. Yeah. I've used that tip when I go to, like, my husband's work parties. <laughs> really easy to go there and feel um, like insecure and what are they going to think of me, you know? And it's so much more fun when I can just go there and be interested in them and be like, tell me what you do and let me hear what you're excited about. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. And then let them do the talking and it's a lot more fun to create energy that way. And And you would hope that eventually they reciprocate, right? You would hope that eventually they would think in their heads like what what about you how do you feel what do you yeah. say well and even if they don't it's just super fun regardless yeah so it's all good okay so tip number one was notice how you're defining a friendship tip number two was be interested yes rather than trying to be interesting um tip number three this goes actually hand in hand with tip number two is to and you already said it but be someone who genuinely can support others and initiate Mm-hmm. initiate the reach out. Um, I know it's so easy to be like, look at those people on Instagram having lunch together and they didn't invite me or doing this or that and they didn't invite me. Like we have just as much capability to invite. As we do to be invited. <laughs> right. And um, and I know we sometimes make it mean really painful things about ourselves mm-hmm. if we feel like we haven't been invited to things. And um, truth is like they probably... I mean, there's a, we can think of a million different reasons why we're invited or not. And it doesn't yeah. really matter. Like it has nothing to do with us. Yes. Um, hi, a few years ago, I was in this neighborhood and I really wanted a connection with the girls that lived around me. And I tried to put a few things together. I tried to put a couple of like girls nights out together that did okay, but I just couldn't quite find that connection and one day I was you know folding clothes in my kids room and I looked out the window and I saw these two girls from the neighborhood that were working out together and my first thought was oh how come they didn't invite me like I felt so sorry for myself in that moment um and looking back on it what I would have the advice I would give myself was you can invite them you can invite people you can do your own thing you can look at that and say oh I would love to have like a workout group. I'm going to put together a workout group. That's a great idea. Or, I mean, and I know it takes a lot to put yourself out there to say that, to be the one that instigates these things. And there might be people that are like, no, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) oh, I don't really want to do that. That's not really something I'm interested in. Yeah. Those are not your people. 
Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you want to find a person that wants to be with you, wants to be interested in these things, wants yeah. to do that kind of stuff. So instead of looking at those girls and feeling sorry for myself, which I absolutely did. Um, I've done it too. I should have got, gotten out of myself and stopped thinking about straight up myself and gone out of my way and tried to find a friendship elsewhere. Yeah. Because it's totally available. It's available. It is. Um, and I think sometimes we look at that friendship and be like, oh, well, because they, because that, they're friends, um, there's like, what, less like, people in the like world you're friends taken. with? Yeah. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, no. Because there's more, like, you, you can see that example of good friendship, and I think you can um, find your own good friendship. It's kind of a scarcity thinking when you're like, oh, I guess there's not enough friends out yeah. there for me. Yes, <laughs> right? That's it. Those guys are friends. But, therefore, I don't have friends. But the more, it kind of goes back to that love. Like, the more love you have, like, the easier it is to just feel loving and, you know, feel like anyone could be your friend, really. Yeah. You know? I mean, I really think that if, like, Kate Middleton could meet me, we'd be such good friends. <laughs> so, speaking of friends, anyone could be your friend. <laughs> it's true. I actually almost added that to the list of, like, tiers. There's, like, the celebrity tier where you, like, feel like you're friends with these people that For you've never sure. met before. It's like that one-way connection where I'm like, oh, Emma Stone, you would think I was so We're funny. so tight. <laughs> so good together. <laughs> totally. Okay, I have one more tip, and this one I think is super interesting. I saw this online. There was a little chart, and on one line it was like scale of, you know, zero to whatever of how healthy you feel in your relationship with somebody, Mm. and the other, like how healthy the relationship is, and the other one was how much do you enjoy this person. So maybe you really enjoy the person, but like it's not very healthy to be around them. Sure. Or maybe they're super healthy, but you don't really enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the goal is to kind of notice, like, who are people that you feel are really healthy to be with and are also really enjoyable. So you're waiting for the stars to align, right? This person hey. right here. <laughs> <laughs> you're waiting for the stars to align. I do have um, relationships in my life where um, I really like them. They're super fun. And when I'm around them, they're awesome, but they're not quite um, available to me in the way that I appreciate a close friend. Mm. And that's okay. Yeah. Right? So that's yeah. not, so that may not be like your super close knit friendship per se, but like that's still, there's still a place for Well, that and there friendship. can be seasons. Yeah. Like I had other friends that I was super close with in different stages of my life and then things evolve and change and... That's just part of life. Right. But if you're always, if the feeling that you get towards that person is always a feeling of like love and I wish you the best yes. and I hope that you're having a great time in your life and you're not having like the feelings of um, like, what do they call it? Frenemy? Oh, there should be no frenemies. No. <laughs> not healthy. Those, those people should not exist in your life. <laughs> no. That term like, no. Okay. So let's talk about like healthy then. What does healthy mean in a fr- friendship or relationship? Okay. Because I think sometimes that can be misunderstood because sometimes if we're just having fun with people, we're like, oh, this is a good relationship. Yeah, you know? this is healthy. Um, but um, if it's healthy, that means there's, there's love both ways. Mm-hmm. There's an element of trust. Um, and I thought this was interesting. Equal power. Yes. So there's not like a one up, one down kind of situation. Like you both feel lucky to be each other's friends. Yeah. Like super grateful. Yes. Feel lucky to be your friend. I think you're a fantastic person and you feel the same way about me. Yes. So there's that equal. It's no, there's no equal. like pity friendship. And there's sort of an, a positive vibe. Yeah. 
and it's uplifting. You don't leave, you know, ever feeling like, um, you needed to explain yourself and you know, Mm -hmm. if that's kind of, you just don't want that to be the norm. No, where I mean, you definitely want a spot where if you do mess up, because I mess up a lot just in life. Um, but they'll hold that spot for you, right? That I yeah. can be like, oh, yeah. well, well, I know Michelle we well enough the best. to know. Yeah, I know Michelle well enough to know yeah. she didn't mean it like that. Yeah. So I can still have a conversation with you and be like, hey, you hurt my feelings by telling everyone that they already knew what y'all meant. <laughs> I know, I was going to go back but... to that too. I'm like self-laughing <laughs> about that. <laughs> but uh, I know that Michelle made it, you know, was have my best interest at heart and made it uh-huh. the best possible light. <laughs> well, Call me out in front of everyone, it's a... fine. <laughs> There's a difference between like constantly feeling misunderstood, right? Um, and feeling like or nervous um, that if you do something that they're not going to understand, that they're going to be upset, that right. they're not going to hold that space for you to be yourself, that they're going to be jealous mm-hmm. of you spending time with other people. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of um, toxicity in that. Yeah. Yeah. Or when there's just... Uh, it's like you're being held captive in a, really, in a friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody mm, wants to be not, held captive no, in a friendship. Definitely not good. If you feel kind of um, like drained or like you feel like you want to withdraw or, you know, like yes. those are kind of some clues that like, mm, maybe there's something going on that's not sure. so healthy. Yes. Where you leave and you're like, oh, I feel <laughs> like my soul was sucked <laughs> right out of me. No one yeah. wants that. Yeah. So th- that may be someone that you take a step back from. Yeah. Or, like, run from. Or, like, sprint the other way from. <laughs> but you still hold a spot of love in yes. the sense of... You can create a boundary and you can step back from a friendship while still loving that person and allowing them to be themselves. Just not, not expecting them to change. Yep, nope, not expecting them to change. And not having them be in your close circle of friends. Yeah. Ooh, have you ever heard that... Well, who is it that says you're the... You're a combination of the people you spend... The five yeah. people you spend your time with? Yeah. And then, so yeah, I have heard that. So the five people that you spend the most time with, they say, are the people that you um, end up behaving the most like. And sure. even even when it comes to things like how much you weigh and how much money you have, like the five people, not to say that that's why you seek out a friend, but those are the people that you are going to naturally like gravitate to mm-hmm. and, um, and kind of have that shared energy with. Hmm. Yeah. So think about Interesting. that. Interesting. And then they're five people and then they're, you know, like yeah, there's so a ripple effect. Think about right? when you are creating your close knit level circle of friends, think about the qualities that they have and if those are the qualities that you also want. Totally. I love that because I, that just makes me think of like high school years and like yeah. there's people I'm like, I'm going to be friends with this person and this person mm-hmm. and this person. But, um, there's a difference between, um, like being loving and accepting and t- bringing all of that into your life that maybe yes. isn't as supportive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. You can be friendly. You can have, um, you know, a level of friendship with virtually everyone yeah. that you can, you possibly can, but the ones that you let in, the ones that you like keep close, the ones you spend time with, you spend energy on, um, make sure those are worthwhile friendships. Yeah. And they're bringing out the best in you and you're bringing out the best in And there can be some, uh, kind of, I don't want to necessarily call it trial and error because I don't think it's like right and wrong in that sense, Mm -hmm. but there is kind of that, um, like 
you might spend time with one person and then be like it's like dating you want to date your friends you want to date your friends a little bit like you do you kind of want to like figure this out like a blind date a little bit there's always a honeymoon phase do you want to be for a drink uh you know okay which actually did you know there's an app that's like to meet friends not dating Mm -hmm. but like to for like to meet friends yeah well there might be there might be a place for that and like that's awesome yeah so anyways there's that um, we are social beings and we need each other. And even though we're going through life basically individually, like that's what causes us to feel so lonely mm-hmm. because even like whatever you're going through, like we go through it by ourselves, but we're not here to experience everything alone. And um, the more I feel like we are willing to connect and find one another and just love, share our love, and reach out to others, like, the more supported we, we feel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a powerful Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's, a, it's a network that you create where I just always think of, like, when something awesome happens in my life, the people that I want to share it with. And I've got, you know, groups of friends where I'm like, man, if something great's here, I want to share in this joy with you. And if something's really hard, those are the people that are going to realize there's something hard going on and, like come on in and help you. Yep. Amen. You need it. Yes. Um, okay. And on top of just that, I feel like we all crave this and want this. Um, there's actually some pretty significant health benefits to having good relationships. And what's interesting to me is, you know, you can Google and like see the list of things like lower heart or blood Blood pressure pressure. and better immune systems and all the different less stress and more capacity to tolerate pain and different things when you have good relationships Hmm. but there's kind of a flip side to that too where it works the opposite way Hmm. so if we are in a space where we feel unworthy of love and belonging or we just don't connect um because we are afraid or whatever that there can actually be some of those unhelpful even physical um ramifications yeah. Interestingly. I think a lot of people think that um, they don't have, like if they, if you, if you don't feel good about yourself, if you um, don't have a positive or thought about who you are, or you don't have, you don't regard yourself in high esteem, then I think it's harder for you to make friends. I think that it's harder for you to think that you're worthy of that Mm -hmm. and everyone's worthy of a friend everyone is an amazing person has a lot to offer like there's something in you that is for someone yeah oh yes in fact that's one one of my favorite ways to like look at people is to I remember hearing um Thomas Wirtham McConkey talk about uh picturing somebody 10,000 years from now and what they would be like. Mm -hmm. And so I love sort of that perspective of just remembering that we're all a work in progress and we're all heading somewhere great. And so when I go into a public place, it's kind of fun to sit there and like look at everyone with sort of that sense of awe of like all of these people in this space are incredible. They might not know it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I might not see it, but like we all have like, this potential in us. Yes. And, and there's something in you that is attracted to someone else as a friend. Yes. Everyone has, everyone has something. So don't think that you're not available for friendship or you're not worthy of friendship because that's absolutely not true. Yes. In fact, my final Brene quote of the day to tie this all Bring together. Bring us home, Brene. <laughs> she says, you are imperfect. You are wired for struggle, but 
you are worthy of love and belonging. Absolutely. That's Brene for you. We love Brene. All right. Go get your friends. Find your friends. Keep them close. Yes. You can do it. See you next week. Hey, I am so glad you are here today. If you enjoyed this episode, will you please go and share it with someone and maybe leave a review? Let me know what you liked about it or tap a star. That would just be super cool of you. And you know what? If you have an event and you'd like me to come and speak at it, I would love to do that. You can contact me through my website, michellestevenette.com.